So Mark Fletcher is on the University of Miami campus today, Saturday. Will he be a Kane or a Gator? You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Happy Saturday and... It's a massive official visit weekend at the University of Miami. So as I mentioned, you've got Mark Fletcher visiting today and eight others. Uh, several of those, though, are already committed to Miami. And this is fresh off what sounded like an awesome game last night. I wish I could have been there at the state championship. So Ruben Baines Central beat American Heritage 38-31 last night for the state championship. So you've got Fletcher from Heritage visiting today and Miami commit Ruben Bain, who's now a four-time state champion, one of the best high school players of all time. They're both on campus today. Now, of course, Bain is already committed. So for people like Ruben Bain who are on campus who are already committed, like, you know, he's hopefully spreading the gospel of the U to the yet-to-be-committed guys, whether it be transfer portal guys or Fletcher, to, hey, come play with us here at Miami. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Some of your best recruits are recruits themselves, right? Because coaches can only do so much. Like, coaches can lay out the blueprint, they can sell you on a vision, but you've also get a, got to get along with the players you're going to play with, and they can help inspire you, and they can help recruit others. So I'm very happy that Bain is on campus today. In terms of Fletcher, Miami needs to knock this visit with him out of the park. I'm glad Mario Cristobal has the last swing at this because this is his final OV before commitment time. But you've got to knock this out of the park because – I believe the Hurricanes are probably on the outside looking in on this one. Uh, let me give you a quote here that people have been interpreting from a number of different directions. But, you know, after that state championship game, Manny Navarro of The Athletic, he interviewed Fletcher. Manny was at the game and Manny writes that, hey, Fletcher confirms he's going to be visiting Miami this weekend. Yeah, he's on campus right now. The four-star running back from American Heritage says he's also already decided where he's going in his mind. So I see some Hurricanes fans taking that to mean, hey, if he's already decided before even stepping on campus, that probably means he's decided Miami, right? Because why would he even bother taking the visit after his Florida visit? If he was going to go to Florida, he must be a cane. That's one way to look at it. Um, I don't know. I... <sighs> Following his recruitment, I kind of look at it the other way and not in the good way. And I hope I'm wrong because I do believe Miami still has a shot, but I believe Florida is the absolute favorite here. So I look at it to mean that he's probably considering himself a Gator commit right now because if he indeed had his mind made up coming out of the Gators official visit with all the Florida buzz I have to believe that Florida is in the driver's seat right now you know my understanding from a Florida side is that 
the Gators staff has basically considered him to be a silent commit since his unofficial visit back in November. And then they were able to continue that momentum into his official visit last weekend. So, and obviously the Gators staff has been wrong before because I think they were very confident about Cormani McLean and they were very confident about Samson Okunlola. So they've certainly been wrong before, but I believe the vibe out of Gainesville is they're expecting Mark Fletcher to be a Gator. So I believe Florida is the favorite and Miami is on the outside looking in on this one, but Miami needs to pull a rabbit out of their hat to sway him. And if I trust anybody to try and close and to at least give Miami a puncher's chance, it's Mario Cristobal and those shiny loafers of his. All right. And this is not just an NIL thing. And I know that if Miami were to land Fletcher, the narrative coming out of Gainesville, because they're sore losers, the narrative would be up. Doggone it, they bought themselves another one. John Ruiz pulled out that checkbook. They bought another one because they, they refuse to admit that anybody just would decide they'd rather be somewhere else than Gainesville, right? If, 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 a, if a player chose somewhere else, then get, they must be about money. That, that's what they always assume there. So get ready for that. But I, I think that if Miami has a shot here, I think it's more than just an NIL thing. And I'm hoping that from a football standpoint, Mark Fletcher fully understands the revolution that Miami is working on with their offensive line right now. The guys who are going to be blocking for him, right? He can have for the next several years, people like Francis Maui Goa, Samson Okunlola, Antonio Tripp, Jalen Rivers, who's still young, Inez Cooper, who's still young, Tommy Kinsler coming in. He can have studs like that blocking for him for years to come. This is the great wall of Mirabal that is being built in Coral Gables right now. So, you know, and, and hopefully Fletcher would look at it and say, yeah, there's other talented young backs at Miami, right? I mean, you'd obviously be competing for carries with guys like Trevante Citizen and Chris Johnson, who just committed. Uh, but hopefully he sees that Miami could be a good football fit to really get their entire backfield going. And I don't think it hurts that Fletcher, he seems like a Miami enthusiast. From what I understand, his family is full of Hurricanes fans, season ticket holders in the family. He lives in the area. He's been on Miami's campus like 30 times over the last couple of years. So, you know, he knows he knows what the U is all about. He sees what's being developed here. But, you know, if you're asking me, and I try to be real with you guys, right? Like, I'm, I'm not putting in a Dono ball for this one, at least not until we find out how good this visit is once the visit concludes. I'm not putting in a Dono ball for Fletcher to the U. I only put in the Dono balls when I'm very confident, the way I was confident these last couple weeks with Chris Johnson, got him. Ruben Bain, got him. Samson Okunlola, got him. I'm not putting in a Dono ball for Fletcher. I feel like Florida is still the favorite right now, and I think there's a lot of confidence out of the Florida side. We will see if Miami can get that confidence back. Because remember, after Samson Okunlola had the official visit to Florida, Florida had the momentum. Then Cristobal and Mirabal on Tuesday, they went in home with Samson and completely turned it on its head. I'm hoping the official visit happening with Fletcher can turn that one on its head as well. So we'll see what happens. But uh, Miami's got a number of official visitors on campus today. A couple of unofficials, like uh, Collins of Chiampong is on campus, from what I understand. 
today. And I believe Emery Williams, the quarterback, is as well. Those are unofficial visits because neither of them had an official that they could give to Miami, but they're Miami commits. They want to come down here and help recruit others and show their support. That's great. So official visitors, Miami commit Antoine Jackson is on campus. Miami commit Robbie Washington, Bobby Washington, Joshua Horton, Ruben Bain, who we mentioned. And then for uncommitted players, in addition to Fletcher, you've got a handful of transfer portal guys who are on campus right now. Javion Cohen, the Alabama transfer offensive tackle. I'm feeling really good about that one because all the signs have been pointing to he kind of has tunnel vision on Miami right now. JV on Cohen. I think there's a lot of confidence there. And, and again, like I, I talked about the type of offensive linemen that if Mark Fletcher decides to come here, the types of guys who could be blocking for him, you can maybe pencil in JV on Cohen onto that list as well. Been one of the more productive offensive linemen in the country playing at a big program in Alabama the last couple of years. Um, you know, people have asked me like, why, why is Javion even leaving Alabama? I, I think a lot of it is a change of scenery thing for him. I think that's number one. And then number two is um, I think he wants to play tackle where he was, uh, you know, kind of uh, just cornered in as, as a guard at Bama. I think he may want to play tackle. Uh, so that, I think that could be part of the reason why he decided to leave Alabama. But, you know, this – this is not the type of player who is leaving his current spot because he wasn't playing. You know, he was getting regular playing time on a really good team, but I think a change of scenery is something that he was looking for. Miami also has a uh, defensive tackle, Thomas Gore, who's a Georgia state transfer. You know, a lot of people are just like, they're, they're not that excited about Gore because he's coming from a group of five team and he just, he doesn't have like great size. I mean, it's about six foot two seventies undersized you know, for a defensive tackle. However, I will tell you, super productive at Georgia State. He's been the best player on their team for the last couple of years. And I know, like, I'm talking about Georgia State. I'm not talking about Georgia, right? But still, I, I think that, uh, you know, if Miami were to land Thomas Gore, I think he could surprise a lot of people. And, you know, a wide receiver who's on campus today that I'm, I'm really excited about the possibilities here, especially since Miami needs the longer outside receivers, Dante Thornton transfer portal player from Oregon is on campus. Uh, you know, he knows Cristobal very well. Cristobal recruited him. He played a lot under Cristobal as a true freshman. Actually was more productive the year he played under Cristobal than he was under Dan Lanning. So Thornton is a guy I would love to land. And by the way, there was talk over the last couple of days about, you know, uh, a kind of mystery 10th visitor because I gave you nine names there, official visits, and there was talk of a 10th. Um, so the 10th was tentatively scheduled. I don't think they ever knew for sure if he was going to come or not, but the 10th they were hoping would be Eno Etta, the defensive lineman who's committed to Michigan, who happens to be best friends with Collins at Chiampong. So Miami was hoping to get a visit from him. From what I understand, he didn't come and I respect it. Like he decided not to come because it looks like he's going to honor his pledge to Michigan. He's going to stick with Michigan. And I wish him all the best, right? You know, I, I think the only reason why Miami thought they had a chance was that a Chiampong connection, once Collins flipped to Miami a few weeks back, you know, Miami decided to take a shot at a guy who's a really good friend of his. But, you know, it's fine. He wants to stick with Michigan. I respect it. It is what it is. 
Um, some good stuff I want to talk about on the other side, uh, courtesy of uh, our pal Gabby Yerudia from 24-7 on how the visit went with Tumise Adele from Texas A&M, the defensive lineman who's in the portal. We will talk about that right after we talk about the importance of driving sober. Did you know that driving high is considered to be driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, including uh, even the states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell, everyone can tell. So what makes you what makes you think law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time. Uh, they can affect how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're, you're not, okay? The bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. I'm Alex Dono, your host, Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. So to me, say Adele, a defensive end, uh, one of the better players in the transfer portal. I think he's the fifth rated defensive player in the entire transfer portal. And there's like, what, like 3,000 guys in the portal right now? This is one of the highest rated defensive players. Uh, he just had an official visit late in the week at Miami and... Adele got to spend a lot of time with the guy I was hoping he would spend a lot of time with, Jason Taylor. Miami's got one of the greatest defensive ends of all time on their staff. One of my favorite players of all time because I'm also a Miami Dolphins fan, and JT is the absolute man. 99, right on time. And this is what Adele told Gabby Arudia at Inside the U about spending some time with Taylor. Literally a living legend, he said. He was showing me some film from his days with the Dolphins. It's crazy seeing him. I went out to dinner with him, and it's crazy. Everybody coming up to him asking for pictures. I have the ability to be coached by a man of that stature. I'm thankful for his experience, and I'm thankful moving forward to see where things go, he said. Uh, this is what he said overall about his experience at Miami. He says, I feel good. Coach Taylor, Rod Wright, Kevin Steele, Coach Cristobal, everybody really welcomed me in. It was an amazing experience. All of my questions were answered. They showed me guys like Mesidor who came in and how they utilized him and how they view me schematically and how I can be utilized uh, in dime rabbits, nickel rabbits, base four, two, five, four, three that they run. The guys that they got coming in in the 2023 class and how things are changing around. Coach Cristobal's record in, at Alabama and Oregon speaks for itself, he said. I'm just thankful for for this experience, and I'm thankful for this hospitality. My dad, my mom, my girl, we're all going to talk and see what the business is, he says. So, uh, And by the way, Adele, uh, this is not actually his final visit. The reason why he took the Miami visit late in the week and not at the very end of the week is he's headed out to Cal Berkeley. So he's visiting cal over the weekend so you know we'll see we'll see how he comes out of that one but yeah i mean i i'm I, i'm more confident in jb on cohen i'm very confident in francisco maui goa the older brother of francis who visited last week um you know so i'm not like i'm not dropping a dono ball for adele but you know i i obviously sounds like he had a great experience down here and this is a player you would love to land and if you can land him Miami's rotation of pass rushers next year, filth. It is going to be absolutely pure 
unadulterated filth on the defensive line. Uh, you're going to have a lot of quarterbacks running for their lives. That might be why half the ACC starting quarterbacks hit the portal. They're like, I don't want none of what Miami's doing next year. <laughs> I'll go to the SEC. <laughs> I don't want any of what Miami's building at that pass rush. I want out of here. That's why all these uh, these ACC quarterbacks are trying to get the heck out of the conference. Uh, so, yeah, that's good stuff there. Um, guys, before we wrap up this episode, I, I'm i kind of at a loss because when I, when I woke up this morning, Saturday morning, I had uh, a handful of people because we, we've got a lot of listeners and viewers in common. I had a handful of people in my Twitter mentions and my Twitter DMs telling me like, hey, uh, you know, did you hear about Coach Coop and what's going on? And then I, I go to uh, Coach Coop's uh, Twitter um, and, you know, he posted a, a video that broke my heart. Like it absolutely broke my freaking heart to watch this. And you guys, you probably know who Coach Coop is. And if you don't, you need to follow him because he's, first of all, he's one of the nicest human beings in the Miami Hurricanes space. Had a chance to meet Coach Coop in person. He lives up in Tennessee, but he comes down for games every now and then. He was at the Florida State game. I had a chance to meet up with Coop uh, the night before that game. Just one of the nicest down-to-earth human beings I've ever met. Uh, and he he lost his little brother. Uh, his his younger brother passed away, and I, you can see like he he made a little uh, a quick like ninety second video just to let people know, hey, like you're not going to see me for a while because this is what's going on in my life, and I need to step away for a bit because this is obviously, you know, real life is a lot more important than sports and and everything else. So. Um, Man, I, you know, I, I've encouraged people. And if you're watching this and you hadn't heard about what happened about Coop losing his brother, if you're watching this right now, the most important thing I think we can all do is keep Coop and his family in your prayers. Um, keep him in your thoughts. And, you know, I know that some of his uh, his friends and his fans are are organizing some things like I, I received a, a tweet from uh Melissa, who's one of his great channel supporters and a friend of his, and and she said that uh, the Coach Coop, like there, there's a Discord group for his show, um, and they're organizing like a, um, you know, like a sort of a, a, a fundraiser to to get him like a, a care package, and uh, and if you want to, you know, donate anything, you know, monetarily to his family, I, I was told that on his uh, on his YouTube page, there's a PayPal link on there, so. You know, if, if there's anything we can do and I, I want to try to find I, I haven't been able to talk to Coop yet. I'm obviously I'm giving him a space like I sent him a message with well wishes. But, you know, I'd imagine he's probably not going to be reading too many of his messages for a while, given what he's going through. But as soon as I get a chance to speak with him and, you know, however long, whether he needs days or weeks or months, whenever I get a chance to speak with him, I want to see if there's anything that he and his family need. But, uh, you know, if you want to. Check out his YouTube channel to see if you can find ways to support. Check out that Discord group that he's got. Uh, I, I I know for a fact that some of you guys who watch and listen to this show uh, are part of his Discord group because people have talked to me about that before. So please just um, I, I can't even imagine what that loss is like for Coop and his family right now. So let's all say our prayers for him, uh, you know, and, and let's support him in any way possible uh, because I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sick. My heart aches for him. I don't, 
I don't even know what to say. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, for making Locked On Canes a part of your day. We will talk to you again next time. We are part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.